0: The bridge, be the bridge. You are listening to the Be The Bridge podcast with Latasha Morrison. What are
1: you guys doing today? It's exciting.
0: Each week, Be The Bridge podcast tackles subjects related to race and culture with the goal of bringing understanding. But
1: I'm going to do it in the spirit of love.
0: We believe understanding can move us toward racial healing, racial equity, and racial unity. Latasha Morrison is the founder of Be The Bridge, which is an organization responding to racial brokenness and systemic injustice in our world. This podcast is an extension of our vision to make sure people are no longer conditioned by a racialized society, but grounded in truth. If you have not hit the subscribe button, please do so now. Without further ado, let's begin today's podcast. Oh, and stick around for some important information at the end.
2: Hey, everybody. It's Faith. I think we've met before. We might be friends by now. At least, I hope so. As we all know, 2020 has been a tough year, but it was also a year of bridge building for me and the Be The Bridge team. We are taking a short break and will be back soon with the next season of incredible conversations. With that said, we want to share with you the highlights of our most popular Be The Bridge podcast. Again, these are highlights, so go check out the episodes you may have missed. Enjoy, and we'll be back soon.
1: For a lot of people, that was the first time that something like this maybe had been caught on video or that it touched um, the world in that sense where, um, you know, our grandparents and um, our, you know... Parents have been talking about this for decades and centuries. And so, but I think this was, you know, one of those instances that where um, video, um, you were actually seeing video. And I think it was, this one was different even from um, Trayvon and um, and a few others that happened in New York, even like early, you know, 10 years prior, um, where, you know, video was seen and I think you know when we start you know when we attach to anything being a collective um, group a lot of times you're thinking about your brother you're thinking about Mm -hmm. your your child or your father Mm -hmm. Um, and I think the thing you know that kept gripping me during that time is despite all the details in this uh, was there was a child Mm -hmm. You know, that was 18 year old, a senior, um, Mm -hmm. like any other 18 year old that has ups and downs in his life or whatever, but laid on the ground for four hours. One of my newest friends, Beth Moore.
3: My alarm came with Trumpism, and I'd like to explain what I mean by that. And I've tried to get people to understand this, and I hope some of our listeners can can
1: hear the nuance in this. right. Our God. listeners, well, they're there too. They're tra- traveling the same journey with you. Okay. Well,
3: here's here's my thing. I expected Donald Trump to be Donald Trump, and so I, I need I need somebody to understand it because I honestly I expect worldly people to be worldly people. I expect, yeah. you know I don't have the. It's not I I are my. Alarm came in is with Christian leaders uh, getting so wrapped up uh, in it and so so much triumphalism in it. That's where I started getting uh, getting extremely uh, undone and extremely worried. But it was in the crowds and the rallies. I watched as I watched on the screen, mm-hmm. and I felt this. Like this. This is so dangerous. Yeah. This this kind of uh, the best word I know to call it is just triumphalism. Yeah. What does it mean? What, does, what what does greatness mean? what do, what do, this whole feeling of going wait a second going backwards instead of forward mm-hmm. and uh, oh my goodness what you what you need to know is I'm I, I never did think it wasn't a matter of cat, that somebody that cast, a vote for this uh candidate or that candidate i, I, I didn't vote for either candidate tasha uh-huh. i didn't i didn't care for either one of them uh-huh. and that's just me and i do realize there are a lot of um, a lot of uh drawbacks to that kind of a philosophy but i was i was completely caught in order to stay with my convictions i did not have mm-hmm. any way to go there and i went third party but i will tell you i it, it was the whole the whole tone of it that mm-hmm. and uh, that was so scary to me and it wasn't it wasn't it wouldn't have been in everyone that cast a vote a particular way it was in the swell it wasn't just about the voting um, booth it was in this swell of, of uh, popularity and almost near um, I mean it was nearly messianic to me Mm -hmm. and what what i what i felt as i looked and saw the the tone of it and all and not just from him but in surrounding surrounding it it that was my that that's where my crash course began I, i saw someone say on twitter not too long ago that you can't you that if you're going to be a a christian you have to be a republican there's no other choice for you and you know here i am thinking you know what you know what i'm gonna tell you right now is that i am going to neither one of your parties you are not going to i am a jesus
2: follower and doctoral candidate Jamar Tisby.
4: Folks always have tried to label people as a way to disempower them. And that's especially true when it comes to Black people. But if we focus on racial dynamics and the way uh, white supremacists and and racists have labeled Black people, they use the the N-word with the E-R at the end as an epithet. But there are other ways um, they labeled people working for racial justice. So after uh, the Civil War, people coming into the South to try to work for black advancement and black uplift, they would label mm-hmm. carpetbaggers or scalawags, and and what they did was they would put you in a box, mark it with what whatever red X was was forbidden in their social circles, and that was a way to ignore you mm-hmm. or to minimize your voice. So. There's a long history of this, and and now we have labels like communist, Uh Marxist, liberal, leftist, social justice warrior, and the latest one being critical race theorist, uh, as, as, again, attempts to put you in the box, close that up tight, and not have to listen to what you're saying.
2: Let's take a really quick break, and we will be back shortly. Be prepared to learn something new.
5: The Next Right Thing podcast. A podcast about making decisions that are making our lives. Emily P. Freeman, Wall Street Journal best-selling author, podcast host, and curious listener, dedicated to helping you create space for your soul to breathe so that you can discern your next right thing in love. Decision fatigue is a real thing. Adults make over 35,000 decisions every day. Many are second nature. Emily is here for the ones that aren't. She's made it her job to put into words the thoughts you don't have time to think. If you're feeling stuck over a certain decision right now, unsure what to do next and frustrated by your lack of clarity, check out the Next Right Thing podcast. New episodes are released every Tuesday. Annie and Eddie Keep Talking podcast. Friends and podcasters Annie F. Downs and Ed Kofoltz host a 30-ish-minute show promising laughs, random topic deep dives, and rabbit trails. All the things you've come to expect when Annie and Eddie keep talking. Birthed from the weird, unprecedented trying times being sheltered in place during COVID-19 and the need to stay connected. New episodes are released every Tuesday and Friday.
2: Dr. Christina Edmondson.
6: Well so, so there there are aspects of it that um uh, of critical race theory that certainly resonate with me with with me and, and kind of my particular worldview. Part of that so so I hold to um, the doctrine of total depravity, which doesn't mean that we are <laughs> we are the worst thing possible ever, right? We are fearfully and wonderfully made. We are you know we are we are made in the image of God. But it does speak to the, the depths of sin just just how just how low and how deep sin go not on a personal level but in a institutional structural and cosmic level right so the whole world is indeed impacted by the fall and so and so when critical race theorists talk about the baked inness of of racism into our systems and into our philosophies into our law for me, that's just that's just not a huge stretch. Um uh cause because I would make I would go a step further, right? I go I mean I go further than CRT. And I'm talking about racism and white supremacy as a principality that's seeking to kill and destroy us, that it is bondage going on on our neighbors, and that it's bondage of delusion and self-idolatry on white people. My language is probably significantly stronger um, than critical race theorists language on this topic. Um, um, and so, so, but but, I, but that resonates with me. The, the, how permeated it is, how deep into the system, and that we have to go to the root. We have corrupted roots, and that, as someone who again uh, believes and understands the depths of sin, um, that makes sense to me. That it, it is at the very root, at the very core, and we have to examine those roots and presuppositions. The other, the other piece that is that resonates with me in, in terms of. Um, so I mean, the significant pieces, right? So um, the the critique of the concept of liberalism. This is the historic concept of liberalism. Not when we're talking now about liberal progressive, right? But just the historical concept of of liberalism in Western society. This idea of meritocracy and color blindness and and neutrality and um, yeah. So I so so in many ways, because of my faith, not because of my sociology, because of my faith. I reject those pieces. I know, I know that that is not. I know that that is not the case, right? Um, I know that we do not live in a colorblind world, uh, colorblind reality. As, as, as you and I are descendants of the transatlantic slave trade, like we know this, <laughs> we know we are not in a colorblind reality. Um, and and so and so. So I think they're just
2: again. These are just highlights. So go check out the entire episode that you may have missed. If you are a member of the Donors Table, go check it out.
0: Thanks for listening to the Be The Bridge podcast. To find out more about the Be The Bridge organization and or to become a bridge builder in your community, go to bethebridge.com. Again, that's bethebridge.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, remember to rate and review it on this platform and share it with as many people as you possibly can. You can also connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Today's show was edited, recorded, and produced by Trayvon Potts at Integrated Entertainment Studios in Metro Atlanta, Georgia. The host and executive producer is Latasha Morrison. Lauren C. Brown is the senior producer. Trayvon Potts was our transcriber. Please join us next time. This has been a Be The Bridge production. Be the bridge, be the bridge, be the bridge, be the bridge, be the bridge.